What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, of course, and today is episode 12 of the Cinemania Live Show. I am joined by a very, very special guest, Joe from the Film World on Twitter and a bunch of places. How you doing? How are you? I'm really great. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes. Um, Thanks for joining us. We, oh my God, if we can tell you guys the amount of technical difficulties we were having for like an hour before starting the show, but we're both here and we're both ready to go. A couple of things we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about uh, Widows. Uh, We're going to talk about Fantastic Beasts, some of our favorite movies of the year. And yeah, and we'll take some, um, we'll go to the Twitter poll and then look at that, those results, and then that should be it. So first things first, Widows. Widows came out this week. I heavily enjoyed it. Everyone knows how much I was looking forward to it and stuff, but it did not do well in the box office. Before we talk about Widows' box office, we'll get your thoughts on the actual movie. So what did you think? Like, what's your main... I know how you feel about the movie, but let let the world <laughs> know how you feel about the movie and everything. Sure. I absolutely adored this film. Um, I went into it with, you know, fairly high expectations, and they were exceeded. I... I saw it, um, so it came out a little earlier in the UK, it came out um, I think on the 6th, so we've had it a little longer, um, and I saw it on the 6th because that's the sort of person that I am, and I I haven't stopped thinking about it, there is just so much to unpack about it, I think it's probably very easy to go back and watch it again, I haven't had the chance, but I mm-hmm. imagine when I do, I'll get even more out of it. Um, I mean, we, as you said, we've spoken at length about it, but the performances, the cinematography, the editing, I mean, the story is so tight. There is just never a beat lost. Um, right. And everyone brings their A game, and I just, it, I'm kind of in awe of it, really. That's probably the, the best word for it. And I want everyone to see it because it deserves to be seen, and everyone deserves to see it. I so totally agree. I, um, I, so. I was one of those, I, I was on the Widow's hype train as soon as the uh, trailer came out. The trailer came out, and I just loved every single thing about it. Everything about the movie, like, you know, pre, like post-production and pre-production, all the stars was was aligning for a really, really good film. Uh, not, you know, not just a great cast, but there's so much things that works about it when you're going into the movie, like the director, Steve McQueen, the writer and Gillian Flynn from Gone Girl, uh, just so many, and, and and then the the wonderful cast. Uh, it was there was just so much like so many stars aligning to be for it to be a great film, and that's why when I was going into it, I was very like ex- anxious for it to be good, but I was also very very like cautious, you know, because when I get excited for movies like this, usually they end up disappointing me. Um, but it didn't disappoint me at all, and I went in, I came out of it wanting to watch it again. I was not one of those people who were upset at the fact that it wasn't this big, you know, voluptuous like action movie, like it was marketed a little bit. It's more of a, it's more of a like uh, a concentration piece on these characters and stuff like that. So I enjoyed that too. Uh, it, it is a bummer, though. I do agree with you about the whole fact about the box office. It's just very tough how that went down. Yeah, and I'm really hoping, like, word of mouth will sort of make up for that. Um, and as people are looking for something to see in these kind of last few weeks of December and maybe when the, like, a 
awards buzz really kicks into gear, people will scramble to see it. But at the same time, I, I sort of have an issue with this whole kind of awards thing and you should only go to see films because they're you know Oscar worthy or something because this film just transcends that. This film exists without any of the sort of awards buzz um and i think you know you mentioned marketing i think they really missed a beat with the marketing yeah I, the poster leaves a lot to be desired i think people either think it's going to be oh you know this is an oscar movie so um I, it looks like a drama and i won't go see it or i they're expecting maybe this big budget kind of you know oceans 11 oceans 8 type heist and it's neither really of those two things and it's getting lost somewhere in the middle see i can i can understand that um your point as far as that people probably thinking oh it's going to be a boring oscar movie or people who thought it was going to be this big action spectacle uh but i want to get into so okay before i get into the actual box office what are some of the uh, performances that you enjoyed in the movie like who stood out for you for me definitely it was um viola davis of course is always the queen but uh, I also really, really enjoyed Elizabeth Debicki. Uh, I thought she was really good, and then I enjoyed uh, Daniel Kaluuya as a bad guy. It was my, it was our first time really seeing him as a bad guy from the beginning to the end. And Black Panther, he kind of transitions into a bad guy, but this is like he's already established as as like the bad guy or one of the bad guys in this movie. So, what are some of your standouts? I mean, Daniel Kaluuya is chilling. He yeah. is just. And he does so much with the limited enough um, screen time that he has. And I really hope, I know I just said I, I hate when films are based around the rewards potential, but I really do hope he gets some sort of recognition for that because, as you point out, I think it's a great kind of contrast to his role in Get Out um, and what we've seen him do um, so far. Um, so he was absolutely a standout for me. Someone else who, who was a standout was Colin Farrell. Now, you may hear the accent and say, of course, she's going to say that, but I... <laughs> genuinely thought he was really good and I'm really glad that he's kind of getting these interesting roles um the women I mean they were just all like exceptional um mm-hmm. and I agree with you with them um, and with Debecky um she it was great to see her be this kind of fully fledged character which we'd never really see her be before she's done a lot of kind of um supporting and kind of bit parts mm-hmm. um certainly from the things I've seen her in so that was great. But I must say, my favourite performance of the entire film was Olivia the dog. Because she... <laughs> I mean, she... She, like, she was in so much of it. I was really impressed with I, just, I like, know. I, I, I gotta know who, what that, you know, the idea of that dog. Because the dog... And it's, it's crazy. The dog, towards the end, kind of plays a pivotal role. Isn't that crazy? Like... Exactly. Like... <laughs> Towards like towards the end, the dog play the the dog is an important character to the plot. If you guys haven't seen it yet, you'll when you see it, you'll understand. But it's incredible how that how that works. You know, I I kept seeing this dog and I was like, oh my god, this I want this dog now. You know, so <laughs> it was like hysterical too. Uh, and then there was a there's act and then there's a scene when like um, Viola Davis is getting interrogated. By I think it's uh, Brian Tyree Henry's character, um, right? And the dog gets involved, kind of, and I get scared for my life with that damn dog. But yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I, I remember thinking if this dog. 
dog is harmed in any way, I'm walking out. Like, <laughs> you know, I can't involved. Like, and I'm not even a dog person, so I can't imagine if, yeah. Like, you just you can't handle it. I, I wouldn't be able to handle it either, uh, quite frank. But I... So going right into the going right into the box office, we'll get right into it. It it didn't do well this week, and I don't know what the studios. Um, I believe the studio was. I am not sure. Let me check. Oh, Fox studio was Fox. I I'm not sure how much they were kind of banking on for this movie. It the budget was forty two million dollars. But it, it just rounded about like domestically twelve million. It came in fifth place, uh, right under Instant Family. And when I saw this, the trailer for this movie, I thought with really good marketing and and the cast like getting out there and um and, and you know all the pre- impressing this movie, I I thought it could at least be in the mid twenties, you know. So, uh, it it was at number five in the box office with twelve million, and then before that we had Instant Family. Number three was Bohemian Rhapsody, The Grinch at number two, and then uh, The Crimes of Grindelwald at number one. So talk about what you thought when you saw how much the movie actually made. I know we were both disappointed um, at what it made and the fact that there wasn't a, a lot of eyes on the movie, but talk about your thoughts about that. Yeah. Um, it never even really crossed my mind that it would be a box office flop. That, you know, I, I like you, I just kind of assumed all the stars were aligned and people would go see this film just anecdotally i i've been recommending it to my friends and even people who i would consider sort of you know cinema goers and lots of people were like well what's that like i haven't heard about it or what's it about and uh, you know it, it's easy for us sort of in our like film bubble to forget that something right. still kind of, you know going to the mainstream but that surprised me um, and then when i explain it to people they you know it's top of their list um I just, yeah, I mean, I'm not writing it off yet in terms of it could recover, but I know opening weekend, especially in the US, is, is, a, is a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, because it, you know, it hasn't done amazingly here either. Um, and, and, you know, it's been out for an extra two weeks, so obviously by now it, it would have slipped down anyway. Um, I, I, what makes me sad is that, you know, I said earlier that it's a film that, that deserves to be seen, but also people should see it like the world is a tough place and you know we can like any sort of entertainment on this level that we can get we deserve to see you know it it, it like it deserves to be seen I, I i totally agree i honestly i really do uh i as far as it having legs uh with the box office there is like a plethora of things coming out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, next week is kind of a dead spot, but as far as this weekend, we have Creed 2 and Ralph Breaks the Internet with both those movies alone are probably going to stuff uh, along with the other movies that's come out like this past weekend. Those movies alone are probably going to stuff Widows down to like under the top 10, and, I, and that would make me really sad, but it's just, I... I'm 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 thinking like a lot of studios. What I'm for me, I feel like a lot of studios didn't really like plan ahead as far as the when they should come out. Like look at we'll we'll get into this later, but look into the uh look look at the uh the week of December twenty first in the U S. There's like three block uh, blockbusters coming out together, 
you know, uh, we have Aquaman, Bumblebee, and I believe it was, uh, what's the, what's the second, the third one, something else, Aquaman, Bumblebee, and I think Mary Poppins or something like that, um, and then as well as throughout the month, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and all these different, like, blockbusters are coming out, I don't know why certain movies, like, like stayed with the spots that they were you know they planned on and we see it all the time where movies like you know push dates you know move them up or push them back you know what i mean so i i really think widows would have done better like uh, maybe like or like you know late last month or maybe but then that would have been tough too with just like venom and halloween it's just yeah this was never going to be like in a good spot as far as far as box office goes maybe it could have worked next week but cuz next week nothing's coming out like literally so it's just like yeah i don't know it's tough i think it's well it, it, it's a symptom of this sort of um uh, culture that film has where you release all the sort of you know awards worthy films in these like little blocks you know from september on right. and like if if that wasn't such a, a thing i think they could have you know released it in the summer yeah um, yeah why then, not you know that which i think could have worked but until we get rid of this notion that all the awards films have to come out in the fall then i know it's slowly changing but maybe that was a massive factor for them so yeah, maybe it was. That's what I'm. That's what I'm guessing too. It's just really tough because I was like vouching. I was vouching hard for this movie, you know, and um, I still am. I still want people to get out and see it. I definitely recommend it. I'm probably gonna try to see it again before it, it exits theaters, but um, yeah, I'm just but really really bummed by it. What do you see? What do you see? Um, as far as uh, Oscar contendership, what what kind of what sort of car- uh, c- uh, categories you see it being in? Um, I mean, kind of top end, I could see it being you know, I could see eleven or twelve nominations. I think it, it's worthy of it. So I think something like you know, cinem- certainly the below the line, like cinematography, editing, things like that. Um, I could see Viola Davis getting in because they love her, but Best Actress is a tough category. This um, year, this year alone, too. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, it, it is stacked. Yeah. Um, and then, I, I know I kind of briefly mentioned it, but, you know, Daniel Kaluuya, supporting actor, uh, I could make a case for that. He was obviously nominated last year, so mm-hmm. he has a little bit of, like, the afterglow. Um, maybe. It kind of depends on how, because that's an interesting category. There's a lot of slightly strange kind of category fraud going on. Um so he, he could um I could definitely see it being nominated for, for best picture. Like yeah. absolutely. I can um, see I can see that like, too as well. A little bit. I can um so I definitely agree. I definitely need Viola, but the uh best best actress category has probably been like the most stacked I've seen in a long time. Cause there's like a running of like at least ten people who was trying to get a slot in that category. Uh, there's just so much this year with Lady Gaga, and I'm hearing Emily Blunt and Mary Poppins is really good. I am I'm, I'm hearing so much, like um, Melissa McCarthy and Can You Ever Forgive Me and uh, Tony Collette for Hereditary, which I would always vouch for. Uh, there's just so many people who like, like who you know for this category and stuff like that. So I'm intrigued to see how it's gonna hold up. 
as far as box office goes, but I'm also very intrigued to see how it's going to hold up as far as when the Oscars uh, start that stuff. And the I don't remember, when do the Oscars usually do the nominations ceremonies? Is that like in uh, end of the year or? The nominations are usually kind of January 21st, 23rd. The reason I remember is because last year they were on my birthday, which was January 23rd. So oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. So I. I guess. Yeah. I guess it's gonna have some time before we know. But yeah, I'm intrigued to see how that how it does. All right. Uh. So moving on right to some more box office kind of news. Uh. This. This is a movie that I did not really vouch for. Um. Coming out of it, I didn't really care for either. Uh. Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald. It. So it made a decent amount of money for the movie. First of all, the budget for it was two hundred million, and it made sixty-two million opening weekend this weekend. It came in at number one, which is good for them, I guess. It, but it did make about twelve million, about twelve million shy of the original one, the first one, uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. So. A bunch of reporters and stuff like that are like speculating that that maybe this is like maybe like this is the end of this franchise. I I, I don't think it's gonna be because like it still made a hefty amount in the box office considered it's to what it was going up against too. But I do realize that the word of mouth was not good and the fan base is kind of backing away because maybe they're just not into this storyline. Of char- of characters and stuff like that. So, uh, first things first, we'll get your what were your thoughts on the uh, Fantastic Beast movie, The Crimes of Grindelwald? Um, this is a bad film. <laughs> uh, and I don't say that lightly, and I don't say that often. Um, it like it's objectively terrible, <laughs> and, and I say that as someone who loved the first one. Um, genuinely loved it and i also say that as a harry potter fan um, wow i was not expecting yet i was gonna be like i thought he was gonna be like oh you know i thought it was fine just she's right out the gate this was bad <laughs> it, it, it is and and it was kind of upsettingly bad you know it, it, <laughs> it, it felt um like i couldn't understand because I, I i loved the first one i thought the first one was beautiful just in terms of like the quality of filmmaking um mm-hmm. it was you know beautiful um and the story was great so i couldn't understand how it went so wrong in, in, in the space of one film like yeah. um it's it's messy um yeah. the narrative choices i mean that could be a whole other conversation uh and obviously we won't get into spoilers but they go to places that just don't make any sense um mm-hmm. it, it lost the magic for me the only person i thought who looked happy to be there was jude law who in fairness does a really great young dumbledore mm-hmm. um but everyone else looked miserable everyone I, else looked I, bored and that's what i've been saying for days i was just like everyone looks bored no one looks like the, everyone who's telling me oh my god johnny depp was really good as as grindelwald i was like first of all we see him for three minutes second of all he was he was so blatantly bland, and I was I thought he was so bland. I th- I I agree with you. The best character in the movie was Dumbledore. Now, if they want to take this and do a spinoff with him, fine, go go for it. Like I love Jude Law. Give me some more of him as double as Dumbledore. Fine. Uh, yeah. 
I, I don't care for Eddie Redmayne. Never did. I, I don't care for these side characters. Nagini. Uh, can I ask you a question? Can I just ask you one question? Of course. One question. What the hell is Credence's character? Can you tell me? What is what is that character? What's the purpose of Credence? Can anyone tell what? me? <laughs> what, is it? what is anyone's purpose? <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's, it's a hot... It's a hot pile. That's just what I had to say about it. And I, you know, I saw it when the when the first trailer came on in the theater. I was like, wow, it looks pretty. It looks pretty cool. You know, it has promise. It looks pretty good. And they were going back to Hogwarts. Listen, they were in Hogwarts for all of two minutes. Uh, it's just. Fair, it, yeah. it, it was it was and like you should have seen like when when hogwarts came on the screen everybody was like cheering and applauding and all that stuff everybody was so amped by it but yeah i it was not my favorite so uh tell us what your thoughts about what you know when the box office came around did you expect it to do really really good were you surprised that it made kind of lower than the first one what were your thoughts because usually the sequels are supposed to, are supposed to make more than the first one you know so I, I i was expecting it to make to make bank you know because it, it's a known brand and it, it's the harry potter universe and it's sort of box office proof in that way so the figures did you know didn't surprise me really that it was lower um did surprise me but I think I was quite petty about it after I saw the film and I was like well good because it doesn't deserve to be making the money that the first one made um I, I only saw it two days ago so it's very raw for me still um so it's it, it, you know if I'm being completely honest it's made more money than it should have oh my god um, I, sav- the savagery today. I'm going for it. And, and the way I've been encouraging everyone to go see Widows, I've been doing exactly the opposite with Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> and I've been telling people to go see Widows instead. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, I'm, listen, I'm right there with you. I didn't enjoy it. I was snoozing the entire time. Uh, I was just so... I just... Like you said, no one looked like they wanted to be there, is what it came down to, and it just looked like the writing was really bad too. And it, it pains me to say that about J.K. Rowling, but it it was it was just bad. I just didn't enjoy it. So I wonder, like I wonder what they're gonna do as far as like when like moving forward. How are they like how are they gonna address all of this controversy behind it? And stuff. I also think what came down to it too is that a lot of people was not really, you know, warm on like Johnny Depp and stuff too. Yeah. So it's a lot, you know. I know people who were boycotting it because of him, um, which I completely understand and, and respect. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got off, they got off lightly because now they don't have to see it. Um, but <laughs> I in, ter- in terms, sorry, I am not usually this mean. This is like unusual for me. Um, Moving forward, I I think they have a plan and they're going to stick to it. I think this is a little blip on the radar. Um, I can't really see them. I certainly can't see them stopping the franchise. Um, no, they won't stop it. Yeah, too much money has been invested now, and people are you know tied into contracts and things like that. Um, and the diehard fans are still going to go see it. And right. hey, you know what? I I still went to see it. I still handed over my you know twelve pounds or whatever. So. 
I just I just don't know like in terms of the nitty gritty I just don't know how the narrative moves forward but that's obviously a story for another day another day but um I good luck good luck to them that's what I say I, <laughs> I just don't know man I just don't know good luck um <laughs> all right so moving right along because I want to spend as much time I want as much like least time as possible on Fantastic Beasts because I didn't like it uh moving on I wanted to talk to you about this December December movie lineup and the like you know this like war amongst blockbusters that we got going on so basically let me just uh give me one second let me pull this up real quick so I know there's like a big there's just this big like um supremacy kind of thing in December. And and I will say it starts around December 14th. So December 14th, uh we had Spider we have Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, uh more more Mortal Engines. Uh December 19th we have Mary Mary Poppins returns and then December 21st we have Aquaman and Bumblebee. Uh, Welcome to Marwin, and then December 25th, we have Vice, which I'm hearing good things about, um, and On the Basis of Sex. So, when you hear all these movies coming out in December and stuff, are there any, which movie do you think will, will just take the, um, take all the box office and stuff like that? Which movie do you think will reign supreme? For me, I so what I see taking most of I think what I see taking most of December is Mary Poppins, honestly, because it's Disney. I mean, that's not really because the Nutcracker came out and it did do it. It do it. It, it didn't do a dent in the box office. But I'm I'm thinking the word of mouth with Mary Poppins is gonna get around. So I'm thinking that might do really well. Aquaman, I'm looking forward to. Uh, question though, what did you mean by it's, you're not really like, it's not, you're, you're not really into that type of world, are you not like looking forward to the movie, or it's just not, or like the comic book genre is just not your thing, or? No, I mean, I, I do like comic book films a lot, but I am, uh, I'm not up to speed, we'd say, on the mythology or, or background of Aquaman the way I would be for right. other superheroes so it's more i'm not really bringing anything of my own personal um knowledge or sort of pre-existing love for the character to it um but that's not to say that i would 
enjoy it and sort of fall in love with it through the the film. No, um, yeah, that makes but sense. I'm a big superhero film fan. Right, that makes sense. Uh, when and then Bum- Bumblebee, are you looking forward to that, or what's your thoughts around that? Uh, they, they lost me a, a good few films ago with them. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree. But um, I really like Haley Steinfeld. Steinfeld. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I would like her to do well for that. Um, I would kind of like her to return to maybe more dramas, but that's for the future. Um, so I, to, yeah, it's it's just it's a world, it's a franchise that I fell out of, you know, many years ago. Yeah, same stage. here. Um, same here, no. and and I agree with you. I actually I'm a really big fan of um, Edge of Seventeen with Haley Steinfeld. Mm-hmm. Really, really big fan. Uh, yeah, I think the dark horse in all of this is probably Spider Man into the Spider Verse. I think it's gonna do pretty well. The one that I think it's gonna bomb is Mortal Engines. I I just don't see people like like clamoring for that movie, and, and it's coming at a really really dead spot. A dead spot. That movie should have did what Alita Battle Angel did, and and moved to like January or something like that. Because it's not like you, yeah. it's not like you need to come out in December, you know. Um, it's yeah. just it's a blockbuster movie. It's Peter Jackson, and with everything coming out, I just don't think it's gonna make a dent. I don't like opening weekend and stuff like that. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. If I am, then whatever. But like, yeah, I just don't see. I don't see it doing much, you know. Yeah, I agree on both counts. I think um, so. Spider Man into the Spider Verse looks incredible. Yeah, um, it does. It, and it's been it's been well reviewed. I think it was only this week that sort of the embargoes or or people are not paying attention to embargoes or just tweeting about it. Um, I think that could be. I think that could actually be a little dark horse for um, anim, best animated feature at the in the awards. So we could see about that. Right. Um, and Mortal Engines, I I agree. Also, I think Mortal Engines suffers because it doesn't have like a name. Mm-hmm. Like I know Hugo Weaving is in it, but like, when's the last time people were running to Hugo Weaving films? You yeah. know, I I there's it's, there's no one they can kind of pin the film around. Mm-hmm. Well, Peter Jackson, but like, I don't, you know, that's a whole other sort of issue um so i could see that getting lost as well absolutely yeah i agree all right so we'll move right on to our uh some of our favorite movies of the year so far i have like a plethora of movies um talk about some of them some of the movies that you've enjoyed this year and that you have on your list as far as because we're getting close to like when everyone's going to start rounding out their top 10s top 20s so what are some of your what are some of the movies that's in that list Sure. So this year, I, I I'm doing away with a, a, a kind of a top ten list because I find it a little prohibitive. Um, that's what I found from previous years. So I'm just sort of like reaching way back and remembering the things I loved from earlier in the year, and obviously like a little later. Um, so a film that I absolutely adored that came out, I believe, in April was You Were Never Really Here, uh, directed by. S- still haven't seen it, and it's killing me. It's on. A, a streaming platform that I don't know if I can mention the name of. Um, so it was directed by Lynn Ramsey, who did um, We Need to Talk About Kevin a few years ago, and mm-hmm. it stars Joaquin Phoenix as this hitman, and it's just, it's incredible. Um, I won't say too much because I don't want to spoil it for you, but he, they really create something special with that film, um, and I'm really glad it's being remembered. It just got nominated for a bunch of Indie Spirit Awards, right. and it got nominated for a bunch of um, BIFAs, which is the British kind of version, the British Independent Film Awards, um, 
it's it's a really special film, and I'd I'd really recommend giving it a go. It's 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 heavy, it's dark, it's deep, um, but you come out feeling a sort of hopefulness. Um, so that would be hypothetically, if I had to number one so far, that would be it. Right. Um, what about some other stuff like honorable mentions or just other some of some of your other favorites? <laughs> Crazy rich, rich Asians. I remember, I remember like feeling so, uh, so good going into the theater because I went into this theater in my um in my in my city. I went into the theater seeing it. And I remember seeing it. I saw it like on a Saturday, like midday, uh, like around like one p.m. I saw it, and the theater was just surrounded by uh, Asian families, Asian couples. And stuff like that. And I loved that. I was like, wow, this is... Because it, it gave me the same feeling. It gave me the same feeling when I saw Black Panther. And how the entire theater was just surrounded by African-American families. And, you know, people who looked like me. Who was excited to watch this sort of movie and representation. And, and that's why I think this is the year. If anything, this is the year that really shows... Uh, Hollywood, that representation matters, 
and stuff like that because Black Panther came out and I don't even think Disney or Marvel was expecting that movie to like crack 200 million, let alone 100 million. Um, you know, 200 million opening weekend. So that just lets you know right there how big of a event that was. And then Crazy Rich Asians, I remember during when it came out during the summer, it was in like the top to top three for like five weeks. So I, it's just like that's and then I, I remember their um their speed shotting their second one and stuff like that. So it's just I love the that they, those movies were so good and that they've done really well. And um, I definitely when I heard that you were a fan to uh, of um to all the boys that I loved before, I was so amped because I feel like I'm like the only guy in Boston who's like loved that movie. I I watched it. I was home, and I heard I was hearing stuff about it, so I just watched it, and like that movie made me feel like joyous inside because this character is so damn charismatic, um, Lana Condor, uh, and then Noah. I forget his last name, but Noah something. Yeah, he was like he was great. Uh, the cast around it was great. I just enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the characters, and I enjoyed the relationship between those two. Uh, so that was like one of my favorites of the year as well. Uh, some of my other favorites is probably Searching. Uh, yeah, movie with John Cho. Uh, that was really good, and I I love that movie. I also I'm a really big fan of A Quiet Place and Hereditary. Uh, Eighth Grade is another movie I enjoyed, which I um. I still stand by it. It's still in my top ten right now. Uh, eighth grade was really good. Once again, Crazy Rich Eight, Crazy Rich Asians. There was a movie that I caught on the sh- on a streaming service. I forget which one, but it was called Summer of '84, and I really enjoyed that. So I think all around, it's just like been a really good year for film, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love kind of as I said, like reaching back to earlier in the year and during the summer that. You know, because I, I loved stuff like, you know, The Favourite and, um, I mean, I love It Built Street Could Talk and, and uh, Cold War and all those films, but I feel like they're the ones that are going to be mentioned over and over again. So I like kind of remembering the ones that may be um, forgotten earlier in the year. You mentioned Eighth Grade. Um, I haven't seen it because it's not been released here until April 2019. Why? Oh, my God. <laughs> isn't, isn't that, like, ridiculous that's so. that's great 2019 of april not yeah. even january <laughs> it, it yeah it's wow that sucks under, understand it so um because we, we're not getting a lot of um this is going to be boring for people listening to it but uh, the uk doesn't get a lot of films until kind of january so we're not getting so stuff like if bill street could talk and the favorite and on the basis of sex they're all coming and in January and like Beautiful Boy things like that now I, I've seen them at the film festivals mm-hmm. but for the general audiences they have to wait until the new year um, I don't know why they're yeah because every, every, you know everything else like you know the Avengers and like Black Panther which I also adored and things like that all come out at the same time no matter where you are so mm-hmm. I don't really know what the yeah I I, uh, I okay, you said you saw Beautiful Boy how was that I haven't seen it yet but I wanted to um so I, I really liked it. I think I liked it a lot more than other, other people, people did. Yeah. The reviews have been divisive. What I did notice is that the reviews out of London were across the board a lot stronger than the reviews out of Toronto, which I don't the, the only thing I could think 
that might account for that is maybe like the kind of European sensibility of the filmmaker might have translated a bit better in Europe. Um, but I mean, the real kind of question about it is how good Timothy Chalamet is in it, and he he is incredible in it, and I I think has a very good shot of certainly being nominated for supporting actor. Um, he's, he's my spirit think, animal. He's, oh, he's great. I, mean, I, I am a fully signed up member of the like Team Chalamet, so I will be supporting him sort of regardless. But he, he is genuinely incredible in it, and it was really nice. This is going to sound silly. It was really nice to see him act again because I feel like we we saw so much of him last year, kind of like on the award circuit and interviews and photo shoots. So it was really great to be reminded as, about his talent, about how good, why, right? About, about how good he was. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so, I totally agree. Uh, yeah. Another um another indie indie movie I was trying to get into was uh was definitely Green Book. I'm hearing good things about that. Um, I'm still baffled that you guys are getting eighth grade so damn late. I that's crazy I to know. me. I know, I know. And then and then and then what happens? You know, it's it's April. Yeah. People, will people even bother seeing it? I don't. You know, I don't is know. Bo Burnham going to promo it over here? I. Yeah, it's, I have, no, I, I, and it's crazy because I just bought that on Blu-ray, so it's already like past the American wave. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed that. I love Elsie Fisher in that movie. Um, it seems like it's a good year for young, young actors and young actresses. Like you mentioned, Chalamet, Elsie Fisher. Uh, I know there's a young girl. Um, I, fi- I forget her name. It was, uh, I'm losing her name, but she was in a movie that I liked this year as well called leave no trace and oh, yeah and yeah yeah her she was really good in that movie um there's another one from the hate you give who also oh, yeah. did really well and it's just like it's it's it seems like it's a i'm also hearing good things about um about the miseducation of cameron post so it's just a bunch of you know uh, teen actors and actresses who are doing really well this year. We also we mentioned Lana Condor and all that stuff. So it's just a great year for them, too, which is good. So yeah, yeah, it's really it's really encouraging that you know we're going to have a next wave of of really talented performers to sort of follow and enjoy and see where they go. Right. Uh, all right. So we'll get into our Twitter poll for today's episode, and then we'll close the show. Uh, Cinemania live show. Episode 12 poll, we had which movie will have the most Oscar 2019 nominations. The nominees were uh, First Man, A Star is Born, Widows, and Roma. And the winner with 67% is A Star is Born. Uh, I can kind of I can kind of understand why that movie is just not going anywhere. As far as like, you know, the audience goes. It's been sticking around in the top five for the longest and stuff like that, and Lady Gaga is probably going to be like one of the front runners for Best Actress, and Bradley Cooper will probably be a front runner for um, Best Director and, and Best maybe Best Actor as well. So yeah. yeah, what were your? Did you see A Star Is Born yet? I did. Yes, um, I've I've seen it twice, not necessarily by choice the second time. Um, <laughs> but I I like I liked it a lot. I'm a big fan of the Judy Garland version, so I was sort of going in with that in in mind um yeah I, I liked it that's sort of where i kind of landed with it um it, i don't think it's going to make my sort of hypothetical 10 or 15 of the year 
but I can appreciate how people have gotten swept up in it and the music and I, I, I'm a massive Lady Gaga fan I think she is one of the most talented kind of people performers full stop we sort of have yeah um, I totally agree so I think I want her to do well um, I think she'll probably win the song category for um, the sh- or for Shallows mm-hmm. I, for me it's, it feels like quite a long time since I saw it now so um, it's not like I've forgotten it but it's it's parked in my mind you know it's just there yeah and, I agree I, I agree with the poll I can see it getting you know 11-12 nominations because it'll get things like sound mixing and sound editing mm-hmm. and best soundtrack you know, and all that stuff yeah it, it'll, it'll add up um, I think I don't think it's quite the front runner that it was even three or four weeks ago because as you know you mentioned like Green Book kind of coming out and picking up momentum and, and you know Roma is still there although the kind of discourse around Rome is really interesting now with the sort of um, theatrical distribution and who's getting to see it and all that. Um, right. Which I think could hurt it a little bit, but I, that'll settle down, I'm sure. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, all right, guys, we are out of time for today. Thank you guys for joining us for this show. Um, Joe, let them let the um, people of the Cinemania world uh, know where they can find you. You can find me most days spending far too much time on Twitter. Uh, J underscore Gainey, which is G-E-A-N-E-Y. And yeah, please come give out about Fantastic Beasts with me. (laughs) Alright guys, you can find the page on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.